there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to v Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including the daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by v hosts and guests, 24-7 video, the season prep, which is the college and pro football guides covering every game, the pro tools, like the exclusive betting splits and the pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up for the discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with the annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So we had college and NFL picks with Matt Humans in the previous hour. Paul Stone's coming up in 30 minutes with his college bets and some adjustments he made, uh, power rating-wise, in about 30 minutes. Uh, you like the Chiefs this week, yeah? Better oh, yeah. ready? I'm betting them until they, uh, they yeah. let me down. Okay. Will you do that until yeah. they lose twice in a row? I know some people like do to do that. Combat. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, do that, too. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the revenge angle is big here as well, and I wasn't that impressed with the Chargers. What have I told you this? Week yeah. two, Thursday night NFL underdogs are 7-0 ATS the last seven seasons. Yeah. Five outright wins. Yeah. Surprising. Long hair, don't care. Uh, but that means uh, nothing. Uh, yeah. Trends typically Don't mean absolutely rent, nothing. Right. Sure. That's a good one from a buddy, Kevin Rogers. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that you can find at vcin.com for this week, lay the wood favorites, 10 and two ATS in the Atlanta Rams matchup. That'll be intriguing. Can the Rams bury them? I don't know. Can Atlanta hang around? I think, Frisky. Uh, should, I mean, should have won that game. Should have beat the saints. So, and I'm, I'm a Mariota fan. 
I just, I mean, this this number moved a good three and a half points from the look ahead line. I, I, I think that's probably a little bit of an overreaction. What is this Patterson fountain of youth? What is this? And can, well, can you get Kyle Pitts involved a little bit more? Oh too? yeah, yeah right. I know the Saints are a very difficult matchup when it comes to tight ends. But I'd like to see this guy that you drafted extremely high in the draft a couple years ago be more of a weapon. Yeah, but it's no secret who they're throwing to. Ridley's betting parlays, and uh, London's banged up. I mean, what do you... <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I, I, I've been picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. But also, a three-point move because the Rams got blown up by the Bills? Well, they didn't look good. Not to mention the O'Connell. I, I, I understand As you said Thursday, uh, Friday morning, the O'Connell thing, too. Who looked bad? Yeah. Rams. Who looked good? Vikings. There's also that, and maybe you know, file it away again for next year. The teams that do nothing in the preseason, the quarterbacks that don't play, you might have something. This year specifically here, oh boy, not pretty. That's three and eight, but that's yeah. Uh, The other thing is uh, just staring down Cup, and that's it. Cup and Higby, Robinson wasn't involved, not spreading it around. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I had when I was watching the Raiders game on Sunday, I had a lot of uh, the same feeling towards the Rams game. Because he goes to Cup and he looks at him every single time. He, that was that was Carr to, to Adams. Right. And there was there, if you watch the film, there's plenty of uh, evidence that Robinson's wide open and he's not looking at him. Right. In the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's also uh, favorites are 10-1 and one ATS the last 11, the Jets and Brown series. But they, last, they lost the last time out. And that number is hovering around six right now for the Browns. Survivor? Teasers? Uh, Moneyline parlays? I can't do it. No. You can't get there? No. I'm with Matt. They should win. I mean, they should should beat Flacco up. Oh, this could be a Miles Garrett special. Yes, it should be. Where he has three and a half sacks, and, I mean, the Jets are in trouble the entire time. How how is that offensive line going to slow him down? He was awesome against the Panthers. His pro football uh, focus grade was like a 94 on the pass rush, one of the best in the entire league. He dominated, but that's who he is and what he does. I don't expect him to be in the Jets' backfield pretty much the entire day. I listen. I mean, if you just missed, if you're just tuning in right now, Matt Humans was on 15 minutes ago, and uh, you can get all of it on the podcast. Go listen, download, subscribe to the to the Follow the Money podcast. I agree with him. I'm looking at the card last night. I'm talking about for contest plays now, where you got to have five every week. I hate the card this week already. Yeah, I tough. loved week one. I hate week two. Oh, yeah, tough card. Dogs in the Tennessee Buffalo series, nine one and one ATS. Tennessee got them all right last year. They're a big dog coming up on Monday night. Yeah. This is a different animal, though. And they just might, Buffalo just might steamroll everybody, right? At home, revenge. Tannehill with the yips. Didn't do much in the second half. Tendency to go away from Henry too much, which I don't understand. And they might just march up and down the field. You're right. Danny Dimes did play well. The interception was horrendous. But I, I would think the Bills can do whatever they want offensively. I don't think that Tennessee's going to slow them down at all. That's probably going to be the case in yeah, most of their games. Three other things I'll throw out there quickly. Baltimore 9-1 and one ATS last 10 against Miami. They lost last year, though. That Thursday night game was ugly, yep. Yep. Green Bay, they have uh, won the last six ATS against the Bears. And, yep. you know, they're, they're laying big numbers against the Bears in almost all these matchups. I, my, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. And the Saints 7-1 and one ATS last eight against Tampa, and they've owned Tom. There it is, right? I don't see. I don't, who's scoring in that game? I don't see. Yeah, I, I bet 44 that under. for a total? And I bet the New England-Pittsburgh game under, too. Uh, are you surprised at the Miami money? I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I, they didn't do much. I mean, they, the defense was We knew the defense was, was good, but it was like watching them under Flores. Yeah, if that mo- if that number comes down to three, if that's if the contest somehow is Ravens three, that's probably going to be one yeah. of my plays. Okay. Um, 
lessons learned from week one. I tweeted this out earlier. Again, vcin.com, at Mitch Moss Radio on Twitter. From Matt Humans, Bill Belichick is losing the benefit of the doubt. Would you concur with that? It's just it does. It's a strange move. It doesn't make any sense. He's being stubborn. There was no need to do this. It, uh, the, it, why Patricia? He's never, never called plays before. I mean, it couldn't have gone any worse with camp preseason and then the first game. You scored seven points. Yep. Factored in by then, really. You made the playoffs last year. And then a ton of guys left on defense. They didn't do anything with the position players on offense. Bourne is on a milk carton. I don't know what the hell's going on. It doesn't make, why is he doing this? Oh, ah. I, I would agree with that, though. Yeah, because for years and years and years, he had the benefit of the doubt. I've said that story over and over and over again. When we won the last man, this is a long time ago, 2006. When we won the last man standing that year contest here in town, one of my, my betting partner and I at the time, we said, are we okay losing if it's the Patriots? Like, this is deep into the contest. And who would we trust more going to war with than Bill Belichick? And we answered both those questions. Yeah, we're okay losing. And B, we trust nobody more than him. So we had to go, and he that served us right well, in the no, second to last week. No one can dial up a game plan like him, though. Remember what he did in the Monday night game? They've been here before. They were routed one year, week oh, for one sure. at Buffalo. And for sure. He's been off to slow start several times. So yeah. he, this is uh, nothing new to Belichick. And Brian Dable and Barkley will make the Giants bettable again. That's a lesson learned from week one. You agree? I'm not there yet. No way. Got to see I'm a little bit more. Definitely down on yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, because you're more anti-Tennessee. Then. Yes. I, I think. The other thing, they're going to get Jones killed with all the times he takes off and runs. A lot of that's the designed. Zone read. I, I, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You might get Tyrod in there before it's all said and done. So the other team in New York, which we br- briefly mentioned with that trend, the Jets uh, wasn't pretty in week one. It might not be pretty against the Browns, as we've talked about. Uh, Robert Salah? Uh, head coach here, maybe a little bit on edge. 90% of games in this league are lost. lost. You know, I, I've said it here before. Uh, yesterday, in my opinion, we did not get beat. We lost. Uh, and they're two totally different things. And, um, you know, you just look at it, just felt like we were the faster team. We played with a lot of speed and aggression, especially on defense. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. How are you going to share them? You going to start a bonfire with them? <laughs> okay. People over the house when you're fired? You know, uh, you, you gave up 30 a game last year on defense. Yeah. So, and you didn't look good in week one. I do know this though. Sauce Gardner's are the real deal. I think so you, too. You, no one threw at him in the preseason. They didn't throw at him. How about that? No one threw, and they and Williams couldn't do a damn thing against him in the playoff game either. When it was Cincinnati against Bama, how much respect I mean, do you have as, as a rookie cornerback to come in the league? And no we're already like, they don't nah, even try. Good. They don't even try. That's incredible. You're right, but it's it, it could be an 0-4 start here. I mean, it's uh, week three is going to get out of control too if it's Flacco. Imagine if Mike White comes in and beats him again. That'd be something. But well, that, that would that, be wild. That has all the makings now with uh, with uh, Mr. Milf out. Not that Wilson's a good quarterback. I mean, he's a work in progress. But again, with between, but with the Becton injury and Brown out, and they can't protect a statue back there. Wilson at least can move and scoot. But I don't, I don't, mercy. Want, to, I don't want to overreact. They might be zero ten. You think so? Looking at their schedule. Oh wow! That's, I mean, I, I bet over five. I can't catch a break. I mean, the injuries were coming left and right on me, and this was. But we, we, we I kind of expected that though. I was when I bet the over for the win total. I was looking at the back portion of the schedule. Bears, 
Lions, Jags, Seahawks, maybe the Dolphins sit people, you know, right? But it, you, you might have something there. Yeah. I know you're a back-end kind of guy. You need to pay attention to the front a little bit more. Oh, yeah. The front end is uh, top-loaded, my friend. <laughs> yeah, lunatic. How do you not notice that? <laughs> that yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, so he's not the only guy. Keeping receipts. Okay, pal. All right. Uh, Arthur, yeah. Arthur Smith, he's, he's walking off the podium. He was so pissed yeah. off. You guys wrote our obituary uh, back in, in May, and you'll continue to write our obituary. Who cares? Because we got 16 games, and if we don't learn from this and get better, and we got to go go play LA. They got a three game, uh, three day jump on us. So we'll, we'll watch the tape. We'll look for corrections, and then we got to get get going on the Rams. So write whatever y'all want. The same guys that you guys ranked as 45th. You buried us in May. Bury us again. We don't care. We'll get back to work. Thank you. This guy's this guy he's the he's out of his mind. It's a lunatic. He is we're going off every press conference. Every ask time. Him, ask him about Ritter. Ask about banking, ah, ah. but he's been doing this all summer. Mm-hmm. Walks off, you buried us. When... Hey, pal, you're the head coach. <laughs> I mean, that's right. You hey, wanted the gig. Hey, come on. You could be working for a living. Hey, go dig ditches. Think about that. The mm-hmm. poor guy who's got to work nine to five. Yeah. You got it good. Calm down, relax. I-, I do wonder, to your point, about that team being feisty. <laughs> could they be feisty offensively? Sure. Trip on like, his shoulder. Oh, that's yeah. guy. now that guy's keeping receipts. That guy, like everyone thinks you're going to stink. Worst team in the league. Let's go. Let's sure. go show him, right? That's the guy who can, I can back him. All right, up next, uh, some Major League Baseball. It is very juicy today. Mike Trout yes. is trying to tie the all-time record for most consecutive games with a home run. Well, would you believe it if I told you he's not even the hottest player in the American League? We'll tell you who that is and run down today's card coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. 
Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. We love your Coors Light. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at 5000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We are in the midst of uh, two potential like records or milestones happening in baseball. Which is good. Three weeks left. Yeah, and, a lot, lot going on. And you can bet on all this stuff, right? Uh, so Mike Trout has a home run in second, seven consecutive games. My God, if he could just stay healthy for 162 games for like three years in a row, mm-hmm. the numbers that this guy would put up. Um, okay, so what are you seeing today? Will he tie the record? At Bet Rivers, he's plus 195 to hit a home run. It'd be eight in a row. Long, Mattingly, and Griffey have done it. Morales did it seven in a row. I don't have any recollection re- recollection of that. Yeah. I think I recall it. Yeah, I do. Yes, yeah. but he has been dialed in here and see if he can do it. If uh if Trout can do it, I think he'll get it done. You think so? And I also don't think that the other thing, they don't have a problem pitching uh pitching to him around, pitching around him. I mean, he's he's seeing some juicy pitches and uh he's t- when they make a mistake, he's making them pay. So plus one ninety five. I know the, the price. Right I know the think about the price though. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's hard to hit a home run. Well, when a guy gets this hot, you're not right. going to find any good numbers, obviously, on him anywhere. But if he does it, that would be pretty remarkable. I will tell you, though, he's not even the hottest player in the American League. Isn't that something? Here's the player who is. Yeah, really hard to huge, believe. Huge, huge last night in the eighth inning. Oh, massive. He did it again. Bo Bichette in 11 games in the month for the Blue Jays. 24 hits, 21 RBIs, 15 runs, 7 home runs, 6 doubles. Since the RBI became an official stat in 1920, the only other Major League Baseball player to reach all of those numbers over an 11-game span, Lou Gehrig, oh. in June of 1930. Come on. That's it. God. Stats by stats with the tweet. Incredible. Yep. Had to have it. And they got the big double header. Remember, there's still eight left head-to-head against the Rays. I guess unless someone just completely folds. I don't even know if anyone can catch them if they have a meltdown, any of these teams, because Baltimore and Chicago are so far back. But I don't think so. Uh, I the, think it's getting the, too late in the game. The race still have a brutal schedule, and I love Manoa in game one of the doubleheader today with the day game. But the, you're right. There's so much going on. Pujols goes deep again. That prop is updated. Will he have 701 home runs or more? Yes, minus 175. 697 to 699 is 3-1. to one, And exactly 700 is 4-1 to one with Albert. You're pretty confident here. Oh, he's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do it. Oh, yeah. You have a massive lead in this division. You're basically coasting right now. And you play the Brewers. Yeah, and you you should beat the Brewers today. It should go up to nine. 
You this, got Montgomery going. Yeah. More on him coming up. This guy needs to be on the field. Yep. Right? And by, by the way, there's this note, too. It's not just like, hey, this is cool. It's going to be a gimmick, and our fans are going to enjoy it. We talked about how Bichette and Trout are red hot. This guy's got, what, 10 home runs in the last? He's one of the hottest players in baseball. Yep. You got to play him every day. You do. You ride the hot hand. Yep. Oh, that would drive me nuts when I played basketball in my younger days. Right? On the same team with a bunch of buddies. I'm hot. I'm feeling it. Right? I'm knocking them down from, you know, 22 feet. Give me the ball. No, they would never recognize it. When I had the ball in my hands <laughs> and, a, and a guy would make a couple of straight shots, I'm getting you it to him. Get him involved, of course. You, you know who needs to have the ball. Sure. Right? Heat check. Yes, you that's what it's it. called. Yes. Yep, you have to do it. Yep, totally agree. The, my, my, what my, How under the radar is this? What Montgomery is doing. Seven starts since the trade. Six of the seven, one earned run or fewer. How dialed in has he been? Ridiculous. Yeah. And he's 220 against the Brewers. Burns is going tomorrow. But the other thing is, and Sandy goes today. If you don't, if you have a ticket on Sandy and you want to, I don't even know how you would hedge. With the, This is bizarre with it's the odds, late. how they move it. With Gallon coming out of nowhere. Right. Who is the second choice now? I don't understand this free thing for the life of me. I would I would say Gallon, Urias, uh, right would be the other choices too. But this is... Do you think Burns has a chance? No, I would take him out. He's in like the mid-30s right now at some spots to win it. I think he should be. The Diaz thing, that ship has sailed. I think so. Between Buck bringing him in in the eighth inning, not the ninth, gave up a run, and he's not out there. has not had opportunities anymore. I I will say this about Gallon. Uh, There's nothing to... I know the scoreless streak was snapped on Sunday, and people probably missed it because it was in the middle of the NFL. Oh, it's Coors. I I really don't even care. I mean, he gave up three. Okay. Right. that's six innings, three runs, 11 Ks at Coors. I look at that as like one of the highlight starts of, of the entire year for him. Yeah. That's an awesome job. Mm-hmm. That absolutely moves the sticks. Yeah. And now he, I think the next start is going to be against the Dodgers. Is that, is that how it falls? We have a good buddy who has a massive, massive tickets uh, that would pay out a lot on Gallon. He goes, oh my God, fake a blister. Blister. Don't pitch him against the Dodgers. Right. And then push him back like a day so he misses right. that series. Well, at what point do they coast though? They clinch today. They clinch with the, mm-hmm. the division. They've already in the playoffs. I mean, but this they're 97 and 43. And William Hill has put up a <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Anderson with the shutout. I mean, come on. Um, they're 10 and 2 against Arizona, by the way, and Kershaw goes today. But William Hill put up a prop. How many games will the Dodgers win? Fewer than 105 is 12 to 1. Uh, uh, oh, fewer than 105. Over yeah. 114 or more is six to one. 112 on the screws is plus 650. And 110, one, they list all the numbers. Okay. That's a good prop. But that's, I don't, I don't know how they're going to treat it. Well, they would really, I mean. But it's just an embarrassment of riches, no matter who they're running oh, out there with the pitchers. It doesn't matter. And the lineup's so good. So they have 97 <laughs> right now. Yeah. They'd have it's to 20, finish. What, 21 left, whatever it is. Yeah. So they'd have to finish 8 and 13, basically, to go under 105. Is that doable? Yeah. If, because they, they, just, if they sit like, people, I guess, and maybe the pitchers only go four or five innings. And people get to the bullpen. Now, they still have some tough games. I mean, the Diamondbacks have been a great story, yes, although they they've been. owned them. But then you run into the Padres, which they own the Padres, but then the Padres are going to need it like blood because uh, their schedule so difficult. Uh, I think also San Francisco, St. Louis, Colorado. That's that kooky schedule. They close with six at home against Colorado, like Cleveland does. And again, I, I still recommend it big time, big time to take a future on Cleveland to win the division. You're not going to have your money tied up for three weeks, and they only have six road games the rest of the season. 
It's a three-game lead, and they again, they finish with six at home against Kansas City, mm-hmm. and that's a minor league outfit. So that is – they're going to hold on here and hang on. Uh, the it. Twins are – Well, forget it. Shot. Kaput, yes. The only other team that could maybe – Just got swept by Cleveland at home. That's right. Chicago could catch them, but they're going to have to that, play incredible ball. They would, yep. And they still have a lot of head-to-head. But, the, again, why this is going on, while you're playing six against uh, Kansas City, Chicago's playing Minnesota. That's right. That's right. Well, who knows? Maybe Minnesota will tap at that point. Yeah. Uh, Manoa goes today. Love him. Against the race. Love him. So the, the whole talk about this year is like, you know, he's he's very good at home. The away numbers are actually a little bit better. But at home, still, he's got a 2.65 ERA in 12 starts with a 0.897 whip. The overall numbers on Manoa are fantastic. And too short is what you're telling me against Springs. Too 40. short. Too short. Yep. Better than the overnight. Absolutely. I don't know who the hell they're throwing in game two. But uh, they've won 9 of 11 now. Blue Jays playing great ball. And I think they'll, they'll get to the race. And the race now to fun. You know, the Yankees broke out of it. Could be something there, too, now, taking on the Red Sox. Cole goes. They could score 10 runs back-to-back games of that Tampa series. That's big. And uh, the, the other one, going back to Sandy, we are now, you know, the David Bierman tweets from ESPN with this. It's now 36 of 42 games. They've been held to three earned or three runs, rather, or well, fewer. No surprise That's right. They got two in the game, one of the doubleheader, and then broke out of it in game two. But 36 of 42 games, you can't crack four runs. Well, I mean, think four. about this. It goes oh. back like a month when we were bringing this up. Yeah. And then it got way worse. Yes, it did. And we were only talking about how they couldn't score more than three and a half runs in a game, and then they were scoring like two, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Who's coming? Who's getting that now? Last wild card, National League. Padres, even money. Phillies, plus 180. Brewers, plus 250. That's too high. The Padres' schedule... I don't trust them. Yeah. No way. I still take Milwaukee plus 250. They're two back, Mitch. Yeah, I just, I hate the team. Well, I know, but the Padres, what do you like about the Padres? Overall, on paper, I like them more than the Brewers. That's all I can say. It's a big series tonight. They're in Seattle. It's Darvish against Gilbert. Oh, that's, it's a massive series, right? Yep. Yep. Because I think Castillo goes tomorrow. Yeah. And then the Brewers, while they, they figure to lose tonight. Uh, they throw Burns. It's Burns and Wainwright tomorrow. So, that, that, the schedule. I'm, I'm telling you, the Phillies aren't safe, though. I still they, they, they get Sandy tonight. They have seven left against the Braves. Braves trying to catch the Mets. Going to get interesting. The uh, That has one run of support written all over it for Burns tomorrow against Wainwright. You think so? Like, he could come out there and be brilliant yeah. for six or seven innings, but the Brewers are going to have, like, one yeah. run for him. You want Sandy first five? What do you want to do? That's a tough call. Fault. They should. God, they can't hit though. Ah, what's a, what's the first? I don't, one? I, th- I I don't think I can get involved okay. in that game. All right. I have to find a way to hedge on uh, Garrett Cole tonight. I have Rodon to lead the league in strikeouts at fifty to one. Oh, what a bad beat Friday. He's he six, went five innings but yeah. struck out 11, eleven Cubs. I know. What's he, what's he up three? He's six back. Rodon is six back of Cole, and Cole's prop tonight is six and a half. I have to bet that over. Yeah. I have to. 50 to 1. I mean, I'm in the mix sure. there to win that oh, thing. Sure. Come on. You're definitely in the, in the mix. I, I might actually Beautiful. go. I might find like alt Ks for him too at plus prices. Like strike out 8, maybe strike out 9. Because Cole, Cole has just been, what, he strike out 14 last time against the yeah. Twins? Rodon go tomorrow, I think. You go tomorrow against Atlanta. You know what? I haven't. Okay. Uh, don't right. know that, actually. That's a good sweat. Uh, Paul Stone on the program coming up next. Three bets he likes this weekend. And how big is the drop off at quarterback for Texas and Notre Dame?
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. It's your go to book for every line boost, every special, parlay insurance, and touchdown insurance every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back. There's a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football and get your money back as a free bet if they scored any time. Head to betrivers.com or download the app. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Friend of the show, professional sports better, college football handicapper Paul Stone joins the program now, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. Good morning, sir. Uh, thanks for the time as always. Let's begin, before we get into some of the picks, let's begin with uh, some of the injuries that we have at quarterback across the country. Can you tell us the drop-off here that you're looking at now with Notre Dame and Texas? The Notre Dame quarterback's out for the year. Texas now going to be without uh, Ewers for a good, what, good six weeks probably? Right. Well, they're saying uh, four to six weeks. So in a best-case scenario for Texas, he would return at the four-week timeline against Oklahoma. So certainly that's what Longhorn uh, fans are hoping for. Hudson Card came in against uh, Alabama after Quinn Ewers got off to such a hot start in the first quarter against the Crimson Tide. And Card was injured uh, fairly early on with a high ankle sprain and, uh, you know, did the best he could. He's not quite, obviously, the same quarterback uh, as Ewers. I started Texas out at number 13 in my power ranking. So I had Texas a lot higher than most people. So if Ewers was still the quarterback, I would have them one point higher than my season-beginning power ranking. Uh, But with uh, Card as the quarterback, I have them two points lower. So made an adjustment there. And then looking at uh, Notre Dame's quarterback situation, Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine, I believe they were in a legitimate uh, competition for the quarterback starting role there at at Notre Dame during the uh, summer drills. Buckner won that competition, I think, primarily because of his ability to run the football. Pine doesn't have that dimension uh, at the same level as Buckner. So there's a little bit of drop-off, you know, maybe a point and a half or so. But even outside the quarterback, Notre Dame just doesn't have many offensive uh, weapons at this point. So uh, the Irish are going to be – I've got them three and a half points lower than I had them at season beginning. I was very surprised how the game plan changed. When Card got in there, he no arm strength. Everything was dink and dunk. And number two, I, when does Alabama's offensive line get pushed around like that? The te- what a job Patterson did with the game plan. Yeah, you know, uh, reports around Austin uh, indicated that Gary Patterson actually been working on the defensive game plan for the Alabama game for three whole months. So they put a lot of emphasis, a lot of preparation on this game. And I think his uh, – you know, footprint on the program is is certainly already shining through. Just a great effort uh, by the Texas defense. Much maligned last year. You know, Texas last year played well in the first half of games, but in the second half they just couldn't stop anybody. They were very uh, below average by any standard on the defensive side of the ball, but they're clearly better there. Now they have to see, uh, you know, how they can go forward not only without Quinn Ewers, but potentially at least this week without Hudson Card. So they might be starting – third-string quarterback Charlie Wright uh, this week against the Roadrunners uh, with former quarterback recruit, now running back, Roshan Johnson, Ooh. possibly uh, getting a heavy dose of uh, looks in the Wildcat formation. All right, let's get to the picks, sir. One of the marquee games Saturday, Auburn at home against Penn State. You like the side and the to- total. Take it away. Well, we'll 
start, first of all, with the total. Got a total of 49.5 in this game. And last year, you know, these teams played in Happy Valley. The total a little bit higher at 53. Penn State won that game 28-20. Uh, the game obviously went over the t- uh, went under the total, rather. The most notable difference between this year's matchup and last year's is the Nittany Lions last year had a playmaking, field-stretching wide receiver in Jahan Dotson. He would eventually be a first-round draft pick uh, in April's NFL draft. Neither team really has a receiver like that this year. You know, they got they both have good running backs. True freshman Nicholas Singleton at Penn State uh, and Auburn's Tank Bigsby, already one of the nation's top ten running backs. But again, they don't have a field-stretching wide receiver on either side. In my mind, both teams' calling card remains their defense. Last year, both these teams ranked relatively high defensively in yards per play allowed. Auburn allowed just 4.6 yards per play to rank 33rd nationally. Uh, Penn State just a tick behind at 4.7 yards per play. Excuse me. And surprisingly, last year, even with Dotson, offensive yards per play, Penn State only averaged 4.9 yards per play, ranked 105th in that category. Uh, Auburn only marginally better average 5.4 yards per play. Got a couple of trends here on the total versus FBS teams since the middle of 2019. Auburn is 20 and 8 to the under and then in the role of the underdog, the last 13, Auburn 10 and 3 to the under. So take under 49 and a half. And then in the same game, you look at this uh, matchup again in Auburn, Alabama uh, this weekend with Auburn getting a field goal. Again, a rematch of last year's game. Again, won by Penn State, uh, 28-20. Both teams enter this game with identical 2-0 records, uh, but it's certainly fair to say that Penn State's overall play to this point has been superior to Auburn's uh, at this early juncture of 2022. Penn State won its season opener 35-31 at Purdue. Auburn's offense really struggled last week at home against San Jose State. The Tigers clearly, in my mind, don't have a clear-cut starter at quarterback to this point. But Penn State, they're hitting the road to face an SEC West team. It's a field goal favorite. Auburn, both these teams kind of struggled recently. Auburn only 6-7 and seven in its last 13 games straight up versus FBS opponents. Penn State, only 10-11 and 11 straight up. Its last 21 versus the FBS is bad or mediocre as Auburn was last year. The Tigers did beat LSU and Arkansas on the road last season. Also defeated then-10th-ranked Ole Miss at home by double digits. And then in its regular season finale, Auburn led Alabama throughout the game before eventually falling in four overtimes. And you look on the other side, before beating Purdue to open the season this year, Penn State had lost its previous four games outright when cast as a road favorite of six and a half or fewer points. I think Auburn getting a field goal is the side to go with this week. Take Auburn plus three over Penn State. Very good. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, professional sports better Paul Stone, our guest on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. That's also the name of his podcast that you can download, subscribe, and listen to. Okay, so Vandy's first three games, Paul. They played at Hawaii and smoked them, but I'm looking right now at the Jeff Sager and Power Ratings. He has Hawaii number 162. That's with FBS and FCS. They then defeated Elon in a big-time fashion, but he has them 145th in the country. 
Last week, Vandy played Wake, and uh, they got smoked, 45-25. <laughs> Wake's in the top 30. Now a top 100 team, according to Sagan with Northern Illinois. Two and a half here, is that too short? Yeah, I think it's even two there right now at Circa. But, uh, you know, I know like you were saying, I think a lot of college football diehards probably got a little uh, excited when Vanderbilt came out of the gate smoking, like you said, with the big victory over Hawaii uh, and then the victory to follow that up over FCS Elon. Uh, of course, Hawaii, they beat them 63-10. to 10. But like you said, many FCS teams ranked above Hawaii by Jeff Sagarin I ranked 131 FBS teams. Hawaii comes in at 131st. Uh, so that kind of tells. And I think most people who keep uh, power rankings have uh, Hawaii at that bottom slot. Uh-huh. Elon, on the other hand, if you look at Jeff Sagan's rankings this week, they rank a couple of notches below Harvard and Princeton. They only beat them by 11 points. Uh, and then we saw this past Saturday the Commodores kind of come back to earth a little bit. Uh, falling at home to nationally ranked uh, Wake Forest, 45 to 25. In my mind, that was sort of a measuring stick game against Wake uh, for Vanderbilt. The Commodores trailed by double digits throughout the final three quarters. Was never really competitive. On deck, after playing at Northern Illinois, Vanderbilt travels to Alabama. So this is kind of a sandwich game for Vanderbilt in my mind, having just played against Wake Forest, a nationally ranked team, and then having a trip to Tuscaloosa against the second-ranked Tide on deck. Vanderbilt beat Northern Illinois uh, three years ago in Nashville, 24-18. Now they return the trip. They're playing a capable Husky squad, a great offense. Northern Illinois recorded nine wins last year, won the MAC uh, Conference Championship. This game clearly has more meaning for Northern Illinois. Uh, to get to host You know, any Southeastern Conference team, even Vanderbilt, it's a big deal for the Huskies. Northern Illinois off a narrow 35, 38 relative to 35 loss to Tulsa, a game that they trailed 17 to nothing, came back to lead late. The Golden Hurricanes scored a game-winning touchdown in the final minute. Vanderbilt, again, facing a MAC team between matches against Wake Forest and Alabama. A popular SEC slogan, it just means more, but in this case, it means more to Northern Illinois. Take the Huskies, play the two. Very good. Good luck this weekend, pal. We appreciate the time as always. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a great week of college football. You too. There you go. Again, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Paul Stone Sports. Up next, we'll recap the shenanigans that took place last night in Monday Night Football. I mean, what a total debacle. I can't imagine losing that game. Can't imagine living in Denver today. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... 
what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What a wild week one it was in the National Football League. After everything that took place on Sunday, all the big upsets, all the uh, dogs winning outright, the survivor chaos that ensued, and then that tied into last night and how the Broncos somehow, some way, gave that game away in a season uh, and in a division that is so loaded where they cannot afford to lose games like that. You just can't. You can't yep. go on the road and, and Russ's return to Seattle and you know, have 450 yards of offense and spill the ball back over to them at the one-yard line twice, and then you can't... I mean, the 64-yard field goal is going to be... A, we might look back at this game and this loss at the end of the season and just say, how on earth did that happen? And we're going to be like, oh, I remember now, because Hackett was a buffoon. Yes. To go shotgun twice, also fumbling at the one-yard line. Shotgun at the one. We're, we're still doing we're, this. By the way, were both those out of the shotgun or only the one to Williams? I think they both were. They both Because I know the one to Gordon was on fourth and goal at the one. Pretty sure they both were. Yeah. But in any event, what transpired there at the end where they're just taking their time and so worried about, well, if we kick a field goal, we don't want to give Geno time. Imagine that thought process. But uh, Geno played well last night. And just huddling and no sense of urgency. And then there are 59 seconds left. After the and again, 
What? What? After they had no problem going through Seattle's defense for three quarters, they became Charlie Checkdown and dump off after dump off. But after the third, the dump off on third down, there's 59 seconds left, and they let it all run all the way down to 20, and then take the timeout. Right. And then you're thinking, okay, fourth and five with the quarterback who has the most comeback wins in the last 10 years, that contract and everything you gave up with the trade, and you say, no, I'm good. I'm going to try a 64-yard field goal with McManus. It would have been the second longest field goal in NFL history, and that's what he decides to go with and thought that was the better option. And the win probability, it was like 6% compared to high 30s. It's five yards. He was acting like it was fourth and 15. And they just threw their hands up. Okay, I'm good. And the Warren Sharp tweet with the history of McManus, 62 and 16, no good. 62 and 18, missed. 63 in 2021. 64 in 2019. Last night, trotted him out there from 70 in 2021. Obviously, no good. It's like he thought the game was in Denver. But how they were running that whole last drive was ridiculous. Not to mention, there was also a. a did you see the play clock was on zero for a good three seconds? Oh, of course. On that play, and they, they didn't blow it dead? That always confuses the daylights out of me. Like, because I don't think that's the actual game clock, but how can it be like three seconds but it was off? stuck on it for three seconds. It was, yes. exactly right. It was. But, but, that but was, even more, Paul, even what's worse is that they had all three timeouts with like a minute 20 to play never, at right, midfield. Right, come on. Think about that. Against a team that you have 450 yards of offense against, right? They're not stopping you in the second half. You're going up and down the field on them. You just can't score any points. And with three timeouts, you have you could you could have three touchdowns in that game with three time with uh, a minute and a half left. That's how that's how this NFL has changed so much over the years. And you ended up settling for a 64-yard field goal. And by the way, he trots him out there. Right. It's not even close. Not even close. Has the leg, but it's way wide left. Yeah. And then Seattle bails him out. Carroll with the timeout, and it's like hack it. Rethink this for 20 seconds. You can actually talk it over a little bit. Don't make up your mind. Kick it around. Nope. Snap call. Get out there. And by the way, I also would say if you're if you're Russ, you got to talk him off the ledge. You have to. That's like uh, you're coming out to take come a on. picture out in a during a shutout. You now get come out of here. Come on. It's like LeBron when they played the Bulls in that playoff game and Blatt drew up the play that he's the decoy and yeah. LeBron. No, I scratched that out. Yep. The ball's going to me. Yeah, you it's have not going to work. Say, come on, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you even do that with Tucker? You don't settle. It's a it's fourth and five. Well, with him maybe. You can't settle for that. I cannot believe it. No, neither could I. And McManus tweeted after the game, "That's what the, my, that was my line. I felt good. I got to make the kick. Well, come on, got to make the kick. I mean, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. You're trying to back the coach, but that's... Uh, you, you have to make a 64-yarder. 64-yarder outside. Yeah, and again, the, uh, the odds and the percentages that were out there last night, it's, it's much easier to pick up a conversion when you need five yards close. than a 64-yard field goal. Yeah. So here's the head coach. First-year head coach, by the way. Super high expectations. They bring in Russ... Nathaniel Hackett, why he kicked the field goal. We were right on the line, and he had plenty of distance. You know, he he just missed it. And so, and, and again, that's, hey, Brandon gave it his best shot. I mean, that's a long field goal to hit. I think he's completely capable of that. But obviously, I wish we would have gotten a lot closer. But it put us in that weird spot there because we were in the field goal range, but we were on that fourth down situation. Um, didn't think we were going to get that many yards. So I thought it was a great job by Javante. And uh, we just made the decision. We want to take our shot there uh, on that one. I, I love it. After just debacle after debacle across the league with almost every single team, right? And this has been an ongoing thing now for many years about botched field goals and extra points and guys who can't make chip shots. 
this guy's going to come out there and say we're within field goal range at 64 yards out. Like, they're okay settling. We're okay now. We got where we wanted to go. We know that he can hit it from 64 yards out. Are you nuts? Was, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. It's all set up beautifully. He comes back home. He's the hero. The game winner again. Uh, rallies the team. And, and it's... I, I, what happened to throwing the ball down the field? I don't understand that. Where everything became dink and dunk. I, and then I didn't think we'd get that many yards on third down, too. But that... You have to understand win probability and percentages as for, well. For sure. It's five yards. Yeah, and I will ask you, you had Denver on a survivor play oh. last night. What did you want I him to do? I could not believe oh, What did I want him to do? Go yeah. for it. Of course you did. I, 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 what? I go, they're trying to field. Not to mention, if he makes it, you still give Geno some time. Well, that's what they were. Not be, much They time, were being very careful yeah. with that. Yeah, I But that goes back to why goes, you can't call timeout, though. That whole sequence. I, that, yes, if exactly. He, if exactly he misses, right. If he misses, you still have a chance. Yes. Not when, you, when you're when you drawn dead, you call the timeout. No, bingo, bingo. Now, then they just take, they get, I don't know why he was calling timeouts with the knee scenario, too. I did not have a survivor pick on the line. I didn't even have Denver on, like, teasers uh, or money line parlays. But I did bet them live when they were down 17-13 to win the game, right? So, with a, with a bet like that, uh, and a little plus money, um... I told myself during the game, he can't possibly be serious with this. Even Aikman said it on the broadcast last night. He goes, wait a second, so you're going to trust your kicker more than a guy that you gave $250 million for? One of right. the best quarterbacks in the league? And he's done it time and time again right. in yeah, his career. As you said, the most in the last 10 years. Yeah. Plus the storyline there of going back to oh, Seattle. Hey, on. Russ, go back, go win this game right now for us. Right, Take it, okay? And then here's Russell Wilson again. The, the booze last night. Think about this. He is by far and away the best quarterback in the history of this franchise. It might, we, we might live till over 100. They might not have a quarterback as good as, as Russell Wilson. It's not easy to do this, right? And he was booed, like, relentlessly last night by the Seattle fans. So here is Russ talking about the 64-yard field goal attempt as well after the game. Well, we got the, the best field goal kicker maybe in the game. Um, we knew that we... Yeah. Yeah, we we said uh, we said you know where can you make it from tonight? And he said 46 left hash. I think we were on the 46 right, 46 left hash. That was before the drive, and we got it. We got it there. Unfortunately, it didn't go in. Um, I think he has a leg for it for sure. Um, you know, just went a little left, I believe, and just um, you know, in, in terms, of, I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything, and. Uh, you know, any time you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we I think we I think I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Okay, good. So you're going to listen to your kicker now every game. Before the game, he said he's good from 46 left hash. We got to the 46. We're going to be good to go. I trust him to go out there and make it's it. It's no yeah. problem. Yeah. We're talking right. about we're talking about uh, these like they're 19 yarders with no defense on the field, and the snap's going to be on. Like what? Yeah. How many examples do we need year after year after year where it's, and I hear exactly, that on the broadcast right. again all the time, hey, it's going to be a chip shot. Not last night, but it's a chip shot. What's a chip shot nowadays? Right. College and pro. College is all right. All another animal. You're right. B Bullock from 47. Nope. Extra point in the Bengal game. Of you course. Win. Yes. Another one. Yeah, I mean, fumbling at the one twice. My God. It's just incredible. 433 to 253 in the yards. You shut out Seattle in the second half. You oh, lose they, the game. They did nothing offensively oh, in the second no. half. You know, the other thing is Gino, though. Gino, 17 of 18 in the first half, and it was a drop. And that's a big play if they let the running back catch it. Yeah, the tight absolutely. end tips it. There's no one over there. Yep. Oh, mercy. It's just uh, baffling. Baffling what happened. Mm. I couldn't believe the whole thing. Well, I said this earlier. If they miss the playoffs. 
And there's something going on. I don't understand the, the, how he was treated either. I, I don't get that. I, I know he's a weird well, guy, but the outfit and doing this, and looking at the sky with all the cameras around him and look at me stuff. I, I don't know what. I, I know this. A lot of the guys you used to play with uh, have interesting they have things to say them. about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, nerd. Nerd. Nerdy. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. Regardless. Okay. Um, I so take here, his wife. Yeah. You better be careful. Futures. Uh, oh, moving not, in. Not a big fan, I don't okay. think. Okay. Um, all right. Here you go. The pro tip this hour. And we do it every hour for VEASAN subscribers. The pro tip here is to like make notes, right, of uh, what coaches do and operate during the game, strategy, so you know how to do the live betting stuff. Last night I made a mistake. I thought this guy was going to go for a win. I bet him live in play. I didn't take the two and a half. I didn't think he was going to settle for field goals last night. He did. So that's a note that I had to take with with, uh, Hackett and how he operates as the head coach. Uh, More on this coming up next. An angle to consider. Maybe a new strategy for Survivor after this week. baby and you're just lying there watching on the couch uh-uh that's not gonna cut it you need to get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player prime bets live player prime bets live player prime bets live- there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with call she maybe you have a thought on tiktok will congress ban it or won't they will taylor swift's album be album of the year what about biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more you can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's brand new Season 2. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.